0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 2, Chapter 8 On Having Jesus as Our Close Friend. When Jesus is beside us, all goes well and nothing seems hard. When he is gone, everything is difficult. When Jesus does not speak within us, human comfort is of little avail. When he speaks but a single word, we feel greatly comforted. Think of Mary Magdalene, how quickly she got up from the place she was weeping in when Martha told her, the master is here and bids thee come. What a joyful hour it is when Jesus calls us from our tears to bliss of soul. Without Jesus, how parched and hard of heart you are. How foolish and unwise of you if you yearn for anything apart from Jesus. To lose Jesus is surely a greater loss than losing the whole world. What can the world bestow upon you? If Jesus is not yours, being without Jesus is hell's torment itself. Being in his company is the very sweetness of paradise. With Jesus beside you, no enemy of yours will have power to do you harm. The man who finds Jesus finds a goodly treasure, a boon surpassing all others. The man who loses him loses a great deal indeed. He loses more than the whole world. The man who lives without Jesus is the poorest of the poor. And there was no one richer than the man who stands well with Jesus. Knowing how to live one's life with Jesus is a great art. And knowing how to hold fast to him is the peak of wisdom. Be humble. Be a peacemaker, and Jesus will be with you. Be devout and inwardly at rest, and he will remain with you. But should you have a mind to turn aside to outward things, you can quickly make Jesus flee from you, quickly lose his favor. And if you send him away and lose him, whom will you have to flee to? what friend will you look for then? Without some friend, how is it possible for you to lead a good life? And if Jesus is not your friend above all others, you will be a very lonely and unhappy person. You would be a fool then if you placed your faith or your happiness in anyone else. You must prefer to have the whole world against you rather than slight Jesus. Of all who are dear to you, let Jesus alone then be the object of your special affection. We must love everybody for Jesus' sake, but Jesus for his own. Jesus Christ alone must be loved especially, seeing that he alone, above all others, is found to be a good and faithful friend. Because of him and in him, Let all men be dear to you, friends and foes alike. Pray to him on behalf of them all, that they may come to know and love him. Never yearn for special love or praise, that belongs to God alone, and he has no peer. Again, don't desire to have a monopoly on another's affections, or let that person have a monopoly on yours. Just let Jesus be within you and every good soul. Be pure and free at heart. Don't let yourself get wrapped up in anything created. You must strip yourself bare and bring God a pure heart. If you wish to be free, to see how sweet the Lord is. And that you'll certainly never come to. Unless you have his grace leading you on and guiding you. Only so, when you have cleared all else away. Send all else packing. May you become one with him, alone with him who is alone. It's like this. When the grace of God comes to a man, there's nothing he can't do. When it leaves him, he becomes poor and unsteady, abandoned, as it were, to the lash of misery. Now, when this happens, We oughtn't to give way to dejection and despair. But calmly stand ready to do God's will and bear whatever befalls him for the glory of Jesus Christ. Let him remember that summer follows winter, that day returns after night, and that after a storm there comes a long spell of fine weather. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, Teacher of Teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, Patron of Thy Own, Mirror of the Divine Life, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, Pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. When Thomas a. Kempis says that Jesus has to be our friend, he's not quoting a song from the 1970s. He's not anticipating some kind of sentimentalism. No, he's drawing from our Lord's words of the Last Supper. I no longer call you servants, Jesus said, but friends. For a friend makes known his secrets, and I have made known to you all that the Father has told me. So you see, a sign of Christ's friendship for us and for his apostles was the sharing of secrets. And Christ wants us to understand that he considers us his friends. Now, friendship requires mutual knowledge, and mutual love. You cannot have a friendship that's just one way. Friendship is always mutual. We can do good to someone else who doesn't return it, but for there to be a friendship, if that's a relation between two persons in which we will good to the other for the good of the other. See, there's a, this love of friendship for someone in which we want good for him or her, for his good. And he wants our good for our good. And that love for each other, that willing the good for the other, is mutual and recognized. And it's based on a kind of equality. Now, how can there be any equality between us and God? How can we dare to call God our friend? Well, because he called us his friend. (laughs) And if he wants to be our friend, that must mean he's offering us his friendship and we must be able to return it. Because friendship is mutual. But how, how can we have friendship with God? Because he's become one of us. He took upon himself a human life a human body, a human soul. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Lord has made himself on our level, as it were. And in so doing, he has raised up humanity into the highest unity possible with God, a union in the person of the Son. And now human nature, our mind and our heart, shares in the very life of God. And so our friendship with God is possible because of the incarnation. He's become one like us, and he's also raised us up to be sharers in the divine nature. So that's the basis of friendship. And the sign of friendship is this sharing of secrets that he makes known to us, all the Father has told him. And so we have to make known to him all that we care about, all that we love. And Thomas Aquinas in this chapter is assuring us that there is no other friend like Christ. But at the same time, what does he say? We have to love everyone for Jesus' sake. We do have to have human friends. Why? Well, because they're friends of Jesus. And if he's friends with them, and he loves them, and we love him, then we have to love the ones he loves. But we don't put them on the same level as Christ. But there's another reason why we need human friendship. How else are we going to learn how to be a friend of Jesus, except by other friendships? We enter into this world and have to learn how to be a friend. We have to learn how to will the good for someone else for their good. That's not easy. And then we have to learn to will the supernatural good for them. We have to will them to be happy in heaven. And this kind of love of friendship, we learn through each other. We learn through friendships that we have that are given to us. And through that, we become able, capable of a deeper friendship with Christ. And what is it that we should want above all else for other people? To know Jesus and to love him. And therefore, it's wrong to want to have a monopoly on anyone else's affections. As though we were the object of their happiness. As though we were the perfect friend, as though we could stand by them always and everywhere and at all times. We can't. And no one else can do that for us. We long for friendship. And so God became like us so that we could have friendship with God in Christ Jesus. But yet we're so weak. Aren't we? We make resolutions. We taste the sweetness of the Lord. And then, what do we do? We walk away from Him. We abandon Him. We ignore Him. We waste time. So many times we've known, don't do this. And then we do it. Don't go there. Don't say this. Don't watch this. We're weak how much the Lord loves us. He did not abandon his apostles when they abandoned him when he was arrested. And he does not abandon us. So let us use our failures to grow in humility. Let us use our repeated failures to accept his unconditional love. If everything was perfect, we might think he loves us because we're perfect. That he offers us his friendship because we deserve it, because we're so special. No, no. He loves us first. He offers us our friendship. He allows us to experience our weakness. So that we will never be tempted to think that we could be the object, the ultimate object of another person's love. And he allows us to understand and experience our weakness so that we will realize that we aren't sufficient for our own selves and that life only has meaning, true meaning. When we discover Jesus Christ and his friendship, that's when life really begins. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.